0: The text that calls for our attention on this Lord's Day is our Old Testament reading for today from Genesis chapter 9 and these words that God speaks to Noah. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh. That is on the earth. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. When God places a bow into the sky, people notice. Yes, a rainbow is just rare enough and captivating enough that it always seems to get talked about when it appears. Several years ago, I was lucky enough to have my camera close enough to me when one of those bows sort of perfectly framed the country church I was serving at the time in Kansas. I shared that picture on Facebook, and one of the local television stations shared it as well. Literally thousands upon thousands of people stopped to look at that picture and to like it because God had painted that bow in the sky. Yes, there is just something about it when God places His bow into the sky. People run outside, they grab their cameras, conversations are had about all of the work that God paints onto the horizon. And when a rainbow comes, we all sort of assume that the rainbow is placed there for us. But is it? Does God put that bow in the sky for us? Why does he put it there, right in the sky, sort of hanging there between us and him? Does he put it there just so that we'll have a sight to behold? Does he put it there just so we get a glimpse of pure beauty? Or does he put it there simply to remind us of his promise, that he will never again flood the earth the way he did in the days of Noah? Well, to be sure, the rainbow is meant to be to us a reminder of God's promise, of his covenant with us, his people. We know that without a doubt, when the storm clouds gather, when the rain begins to fall from the heavens, and when the puddles become too large to cross safely, we know without a doubt that it is not a global flood beginning to occur. There will never be another global flood of that magnitude. And that's true not because God could not do it again, nor even because he shouldn't do it again, but rather only because he has promised that he will not do it again. God made that covenant with Noah. It was his decision to place that bow in the sky. He declared that he would place that rainbow in the heavens as a sign that he would never destroy the earth again with a flood. And so while certainly that rainbow serves to remind us of God's promise, if we look closely at our text, we'll find that God says he actually places that bow into the sky, not first and foremost for us to see, but for him to see. He says that when he looks down upon the people and sees the evil of man, it is then that as he looks down, he sees the rainbow placed into the sky, and he remembers his promise. You see, the rainbow is meant for God. The rainbow is, in a sense, a restraining order on God that he has placed on himself. Well, we can't restrain God's wrath, but he has chosen to. And that rainbow, when he sees it, reminds him that he has done just that. After all, you and I have no right or place or authority to tell God what he can or cannot do. To tell him what he should do when sin is so great in the world. I mean, no doubt, when Noah and his family got off the ark... They must have looked around and sort of been shocked by what they saw. How the world must have looked after destruction like that global flood. And yet, even with that sight, they had no right to say to God, you know, God, next time when the world rebels against you time and time again, maybe you should go a little bit easier on the world. No, they had no right or authority to tell God how to deal with sin. But it was God Himself who observed what had happened and declared Himself that never again would He destroy the world with a flaw. We tend to look at a rainbow and play certain games. We try to figure out maybe where it begins or where it ends. We try to count the colors that are displayed or check and see if maybe there's a double rainbow lurking out there to be seen. And perhaps, as Christian people, we let that rainbow remind us of what led God to create such a sign in the first place. But you see, when God looks at the rainbow, he isn't playing games. No, instead, he looks at the rainbow and decides again to have mercy. When his anger is kindled due to man's sin, when his nostrils begin to flare due to the rebellion against him, when he's about to stretch out his arm and wash away all sin and all sinners, yourself included, myself included, he sees the rainbow and he remembers his promise. No, the rainbow is not some holder of dreams and it's not a map that will lead you to a pot of gold. Instead, it's sort of a force field of sorts shielding you from the full wrath of God. The early church fathers understood this truth. They took this imagery so seriously that they often observed that the first color they saw in a rainbow was blue. And they saw that as a reminder then of that day when God had used water to destroy the earth due to sin. But then they also observed that the last color they saw in the rainbow was red. And they saw that as a reminder of the fire that will destroy the earth on the last day. They understood that that bow in the sky was all about God not doing what justice demand of sinners. They understood that that bow in the sky was a symbol of God's long-suffering mercy and grace to those who had sinned. And you and I should know this as well. We should not somehow be fooled into thinking that we are just so much more obedient to the Lord that we should never deserve to be punished. We can't think that we and the world around us are so much better than the people of Noah's day that somehow we're not worthy of such destruction as was visited upon them. No, we're certainly just as deserving of something like the flood. But it's because God promises His mercy, because He promises not to destroy, because He promises not to place His wrath upon us, that we can have hope instead of living in constant terror of God's wrath. But this rainbow in the sky was not the last symbol that God would place into the sky in order to remind us of His mercy and grace. No, instead, there is a symbol far more important than the rainbow. A symbol also placed, though, into the sky, placed there right between God and man, as a symbol of his grace and mercy. And that symbol that I speak of is the cross of Christ. Just like that rainbow, the cross is meant for God to see. The cross of Christ is where God poured out all of his anger and wrath over sin. He didn't pour it out upon you, but he poured it out upon the shoulders of his son, Jesus, who died for every time that you have rebelled against God, every time that you deserved to be wiped away and destroyed for your rebellion. He did it in order to save you from a destruction like the flood or a destruction by fire or any other earthly plane. You see, when God looks down from heaven towards you, he could simply see your sin, and decide in his justice that he must destroy that sin along with you. But he doesn't. He looks down at you, and blessedly he sees between him and you the cross. He sees Jesus' perfect holiness, his selfless sacrifice, and therefore he does not destroy you as he should. Instead, he forgives you. He seals you up inside the ark of his holy Christian church, where he delivers to you week after week grace you need for your sins and new life that you need to live out both now in this world and in the world to come. That's why today we place the sign of the cross both upon Morgan's forehead and heart. It's why that same sign was placed upon you on the day of your baptism. It's why. Every time we gather for church, the pastor makes the sign of the cross upon you. That's why the Catechism says every day you should start by making the sign of the cross. Why? Because that sign of the cross is your salvation. And having that sign of the cross upon you means that when God looks at you, He sees the cross and knows that all the wrath and anger that needs to be poured out against sin has already been poured out on the cross. And that means that all he has left to do with you is give you grace and mercy and forgiveness and life. God is kind in this way. That he offers to us such a salvation. And the Bible says that such kindness from God should lead us to repent of our sin. For if we know that God has done all of this to give us peace and new life, if we know that when we confess we won't be punished but will be forgiven, well, then we should simply confess freely and rejoice that the punishment that should come upon us will not come upon us, for it has already been received by Jesus. But of course, you must know this if you will not repent of your sins and rejoice in the good news, well then the rainbow God placed in the sky and the cross, for that matter is all, all as well, will simply be of no avail to you. Don't take that rainbow or the cross as some sign that God does not care about sin. Quite to the contrary, both are symbols that God does care about sin and that his justice demands that he punish sin. Our world, and yes, even the church, over the last several decades has made a pretty conservative, or concerted effort, rather, to try to convince us that God, He doesn't really care about sin. I mean, our world is so bad that it has taken the symbol of the rainbow and wrapped up its prideful sin in it. Unless we just cast stones at other people, we must admit that we often do a similar thing with the cross, We end up using it as an excuse to justify our own sins rather than seeing it as the answer to those sins. You see, when God looks down, and we don't like this thought, but it's true, his justice demands that when he sees sin, he should pour out wrath upon sin. But thankfully, God takes no pleasure in the death of sinners. That's so true, That after God watched all the sinners perish in that great flood of Noah's day, he decided to put a bow in the sky. A bow to restrain himself against ever doing that again. It was perfectly just to do it, but God took no pleasure in it. That rainbow was really just a placeholder of sorts there in the sky until that cross with all of its beauty could stand there in its place not only as a sign or a symbol of God's mercy, but the very source from which all of God's grace would flow. Rejoice this day to know this. When God looks down upon you and sees your sin, well, before he sees your sin, he sees the cross. He sees Jesus. He sees the rainbow. And when he does, he pours out grace and mercy instead of wrath for when God puts a bow in the sky it's not just everybody else that notices God himself notices as well he notices he remembers his covenant of grace and mercy with his people and he delivers mercy to us sinners instead of wrath and that is the definition of great news for us it's a reason. Next time you see a rainbow in the sky, not only should you marvel at its beauty, but you should marvel again at the God who could simply punish us, but instead forgives us, for Christ's sake. Amen.